Welcome to Her Brotherhood. We're celebrating women out there who put their lives on the line every day. I'm your host, Abby Bolt. It is truly an honor to spend this time with you. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that you can make sure to catch the next episode. And we would love to hear what you think about the show. If you could leave a review, we'd be ever grateful. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for coming along with me and being a part of her brotherhood for another episode. I figured this time around, I just, you know, I just had this feeling about just sharing with you guys, like who in the heck this Abby Bolt gal is that has started this podcast and what in the world is she doing calling it her brotherhood? And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to talk and share with you guys and just like as if we're standing around the campfire having a cup of coffee or maybe at fire camp, just catching up and introducing ourselves. I grew up in a really small town, actually in California. A lot of people don't even realize that these towns like this exist, but they do. They're not all LA and they're not all Yosemite, but the one that I grew up in actually used to be the county seat. It used to be a pretty big deal before, uh, well, during the gold rush days. And now it's just a tiny little dot on the map that you wouldn't notice as you drove through. So yeah, I grew up there. My parents seemed to find this place. It's amazing. It's one of those places you grow up at where you really have no idea how great you had it until you step away. Thanks mom and dad for doing everything that you've done for us to give us that experience. I grew up without electricity and some people seem to think that that means I didn't have indoor plumbing, but no, that's not how toilets work. So yep, had indoor plumbing. We just didn't, we were off the grid, are off the grid. So my folks found this place. My dad happens to be a builder and Slowly but surely, he built us an amazing home up there in the woods. And uh, while he was building it, though, um, we all five, I have mom, dad, and then two other sisters, and we all lived in a one-room cabin for a few years while he was actually building it. And those years were probably some of the, just the most memorable years of my childhood, probably. Being crammed in a box with your parents and your sisters of a certain age might not be so preferable, but we were all young enough to wear we were into it and there weren't mobile devices and things like that. And, you know, we had a TV that we could hook up to the generator now and then and play a movie, but we actually, at nighttime, we would listen to those AM radio stories that they would play from just like back in the day. And they had a replay station of them and, oh my God, that was so cool. And then we had lanterns on the side of the wall that actually fed off of propane and my dad would light those and those would, those would light the cabin and So yeah, that was pretty, pretty special. And, you know, then the big house got built and life charged on and, but we live out in the boondocks and I'm actually back there staying at the ranch right now. Um, cause it's just pretty amazing and I want to take advantage of it while I can. So yeah, so that's, that's how I grew up. I've got two sisters, a brunette and a redhead. So we had a blonde, a brunette and a redhead, all the same mom and dad. God just decided to give them the variety to make them crazy. I think, I'm a firefighter, and my middle sister is a school teacher and a mama, and my youngest sister is a comedian slash producer slash director slash documentary filmmaker slash podcaster, one of those Hollywood doing it all kind of gals. So we're really across the gamut for sure. Grew up with a lot of animals and in the sticks. Did I ever say that I grew up in the sticks? I don't know if I just say that so that it's like an excuse. So if I 
start sounding a little more backwoods than I should, I can say, hey, if you saw where I grew up, it would make sense. But I, I love where I grew up. Very small town. But yeah, a lot of animals. So we grew up with everything that you can throw on a ranch or a farm, basically. And then that progressed into like 4-H and showing animals and high school rodeo and Gymkhana, all that country girl stuff that that we all love to do. So I think I kind of like go into that because so many people ask me, how or why did you become a wildland firefighter? So that's kind of why I like to give a little background of my childhood and, and how I grew up. So yeah, that's me. I grew up like that, went to high school, played a lot of sports. I played a bunch. My sisters played a bunch. It was really great being in a small town because you turn out to be the star because there's not a lot of competition. (laughs) So to get on the front page of the paper in your hometown newspaper is um, easier than it might be in a big city. So it gives us a lot of um, confidence that we might not have had otherwise. That was pretty fortunate. Yeah, moved on through high school. And then so I had no idea that I wanted to be a firefighter. You know, some people say, oh, that's what I always wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something outdoorsy, active, and I would really have liked to have been on a sports team for the rest of my life on a team sport because that's where I had the most fun and I loved competition. So, you know, got done with high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I graduated kind of early because I was one of the babies in the class and started taking a, you know, I needed to fill in some credits and I saw this wildland fire fighting class and it really caught my interest just based on the little paragraph written in the course catalog and signed up for that, took it, loved it, really piqued my interest in the folks that were teaching that, explained how we could apply and get a job. So kind of started from there. You know, there's all kinds of little stories to share about the true beginning and my rookie year and um, lots of details that we can share later and little stories of adventure that are sure to come along with all of that. I started off on a hotshot crew and then went to a helicopter repel crew out of a Bell 212HP and then went to uh, Montana and worked on an engine there. And then I went to South Dakota. And then I came back to be towards near our family back in California. And uh, that's, that was, it's been 21 years, 21, 22, I think 21 years that I've been in fire. And, you know, we say in fire, and it's just kind of the term we use. We don't really say firefighter. We say been in fire for all that time, I think, because like in the agency that I work for, you can be in fire or in you know, one of the ologies and recreation. So I've been in fire for all that time and a lot of amazing adventures. You know, I have seen some of the most amazing and beautiful places in the world right here in the United States while being paid for my job to go see that. Some of them I've seen out of the window of a helicopter or from dangling on a rope underneath one, you know, so I've, I've, I cannot tell you how fortunate I've been and how much I have absolutely loved my job. You know, you think back to memories of your job and you forget like the horrible physical struggles you might've dealt with trying to get up a mountain at one point or how exhausted you were after a certain fire. There's just like these crisp, beautiful, memorable moments that really come to life when somebody asks you about that. And I think that's why so many of us hold on for our whole careers and it just flies by without realizing it. It's certainly not about the employer, the agency or the politics or the admin. It's those those fire moments, those those uh, struggles that you all overcome together in an emergency situation that just really brings you together and makes it all worth it. So that is my quick rundown 
of a career in a nutshell, more important than anything in the whole wide world, is that I'm a mama. So I have a little boy who is just the light of my life, and he is a fireball, and he is all boy. And I am pretty sure that I was not meant to have girls. I'm pretty sure I was meant to have a boy. I love my little man. And bless my sister's heart, I am so glad that I don't have to braid all the hair like she does. <laughs> she does a great job of it. My little nieces have, like, the most amazing long thick hair, and I would never be able to keep up with it, especially, I think, being in fire developed the way that I am, and it's simple, hair tied back. It's okay if you're dirty at the end of the day, if, you know, if you didn't have time to get cleaned up, knock yourself out with a wet wipe and get, you know, make it happen. So boys really work out for me well. I figure if he's not dirty, he's not having fun. So, you know, sometimes I'll feel myself go, oh God, please don't slide down that dirty hill or get in that mud. And then I remember like, hey mom, it's all part of, part of being a kid and having a great time. So I try to remember that. So yeah, he is the light of my life. And of course, my career changed pretty drastically when I decided to become a mom because that's kind of part of the being a gal in some of these career choices. It's not as easy as you might think. And it definitely takes a village to raise a kid in this life. So we will be talking about that for sure. And I can't wait to talk to mothers and all different aspects of, you know, brotherhood type careers that, you know, how they did it, how they didn't do it, how the lessons they learned, or if they had to back out altogether, or, you know, what made it work. And I can't wait to talk to some more of them and hear some of their stories, because there's sometimes I'll hear from a woman that has like four kids, she's rocking it as a captain or a chief. And I just I need to know how that chick did it. Basically, (laughs) like there's one thing of getting through all the maternity stuff, and then there's managing the family and the household and the kids and school and I just, I have one and it just racks my brain every day. I couldn't imagine having more and I want to learn from more women about how they did that and find out how the dads played in and, you know, what it took from the family. So I think it's really interesting. Um, My little boy just happens to have two parents that are firefighters, so he's getting it from both sides. And we've never said to him like, oh, you know, you want to be a firefighter when you grow up. Of course, it's just coming out of his mouth because that's what he sees and knows and loves and Every time he hears about our jobs, he hears about how much we love it and he loves to visit. So, so yeah, we'll probably, he'll probably turn out to be a cop, (laughs) not a firefighter in the end, but I'll be so excited no matter what he does because I know we're giving him a good experience. So why in the world am I here doing this? My sister is, um, she has a podcast called Bunker Buddies and she gets to do all kinds of really great stuff and share information with that. I mean, of course, it's like more of an entertainment podcast, but it's all in a comedy podcast, but it's also very informative about like the apocalypse, basically, like it's who's going to be your bunker buddy and what are the skills that you need and the things that you need to know about to basically survive once things go to hell here in this country. You know, heaven forbid we have zombies or a complete war. You know, she's really inspired me with that. And she hears... For years, she's been hearing either my stories or my experiences and just like, Abby, you've got to do something. You've got to write a book or you've got to do this or that because she's always really interested in my life and my experiences. But to me, it's just my life. It's really not all that exciting. You know, I might tell a story about a bear attack or a crazy fire or this, you know, city burning down or this flood, whatever it is. And to me, it's just kind of you know, I know it sounds lame, but another day at work, but Andy will hear things like that and just like, oh my God, you need to share that stuff with more people. But I just, there's no way I could ever take, I don't know if it's 
embarrassment or like just humility or what it is. But to me, that would never make a big enough story. I guess I'll let you guys be the judges of that once you hear more of my life. But the more that I thought about it and the more women that I talked to and the more things that I learned, I realized it there's a lot of possibilities in storytelling that is bigger than me, can be inspired by me, but I can make it bigger than me to where we can learn from so many more people than just me. So that once I started thinking that way, I was like, oh yeah, this, we, we may need to hear more. This isn't about a business. This isn't about a venture. This is about, well, it's about an adventure or about a mission, but it's about bringing some positive light to women that do some pretty kick-ass jobs. So I, I started looking and, you know, to me, fire is like boring because I hear about it all the time. Live, sleep, breathe. That's all that we talk about. All my friends are firefighters. Every person I've ever been in a relationship with is a firefighter. So that's what I know and what I hear. So it's not that interesting to me, but clearly it is to a lot of other people. So I need to start looking at it from other people's eyes. And my sister and my friends have been helping me do that. But see, to me... The more interesting thing is like the other women in these really great life risking jobs, like the police officers, law enforcement, FBI, CIA, military, you know, all the aspects of the military, um, our EMS folks, God, the paramedic that comes out of the helicopter and scrapes people up out of their cars and the freeway and flies them to the hospital and saves them. That's just, oh God, those people to me are so interesting. And those are the stories that I want to hear. So I started realizing if I want to hear their stories as much as people might want to hear firefighting stories, then it all really started to click to me. So wrapping all of that up into, you know, these stories, I mean, there's something about women in some of these jobs that seems so interesting. And whether I'm sharing information at a school or I'm at a public event or whatever it is, young women and girls, really sometimes you can see the ones that would grasp onto it and that are actually, they've got the blood for something like this. They will look at you like, I don't, they just look at you like you're the Easter bunny. I don't know else to explain it. Like they look at you like, oh my gosh, look at this gal standing in front of me. And then they'll start talking to you and you can tell that there are some girls out there that have that drive inside them to do something like these jobs, but they really never knew that they could. And to me, that's insane. I thought that every little girl knew she could be an astronaut when she grows up if she wanted to be, or, you know, she can be an MMA fighter if she wants to be, she can be a fighter pilot. She can be any of this stuff. And even though girls will see it, sometimes they just, we have, it's our culture. It is so male dominated like it or not. It's just the way that human behavior is in these jobs and in in these careers. It is male dominated for many reasons that we are going to explore and explain to you that, yeah, it is. And I welcome, you know, the argument of, of different things. I want to hear some different aspects. So it's these little girls that are out there that I think there needs to be an outlet for more story sharing about jobs and women, basically women that put their lives on the line all the time to take care of people that they have never even met. I mean, God, look at these military women. I mean, all the military folks, of course. But I want to hear from those rare military women that are overseas doing things in third world countries. You know, they're out there in Iraq, just just in those insane places and leaving their babies behind because they have that greater mission in their heart. And I want to know about that. I want to talk to them. I think it's I think it's extremely interesting and I think there's stories out there that we really need to hear. Yeah, some of these stories are heroic and 
you know, life-saving and risk and death-defying. But some of these stories are, like, hilarious, the stupid shit that people do on assignments or, you know, while, while I was in another country, I had this monkey and he came and ate all my cookies. Like, there's dumb little stories like that that are just super entertaining and exciting to hear about that you never hear. They're all the little things that all of us share, like, within our circles, but you never really hear about it. You know, for, for me in my world, like, there is nothing sometimes more entertaining than a bunch of hot shots drinking beer telling old hot shot stories. Like, some of the crap that they share and tell you about, and it's like, where are these stories? Why aren't they out there? It's because nobody wants to talk about them, write about them, and admit to them half of the time. But those are some of the most interesting ones. So I thought, you know, with this, I could share inspiration, share positivity, share some struggles, some solutions, and maybe there'll be some things to talk about that there are just no solutions to, just flat out sucks. Or maybe it will inspire some women and young girls to do some of these positions and realize that they can, or maybe to realize like it's not for them at all, because these jobs and careers are not for everybody, hands down. 100%. I believe that. Not all women are created equal. Not all men are created equal. (laughs) Like, not when it comes to mental and physical want and passion. We're just not. Everybody's got something different. So, I think it's really great to hear about, you know, some of these stories and find out what it is that really goes on out there. And I don't want to just inspire people on the outside, I want to support the women on the inside of this stuff. Like my vision for this is much bigger than I could ever possibly imagine right now. Like I, I envision someday, you know, us being able to help new mothers, help with mental health, with all of these different aspects, because there are some different facets of how women react to things and um, the difficulties that they face as women different than men. You know, it's just true. I mean, Women are always going to have the babies, you guys. That's just the way it's going to be. And until the daddies can breastfeed, we're stuck with it. So we need to figure out how to make it work for us and, you know, how we can make it work for them, how we can support them and all these little being a woman tweaks. So that's that's one of the I could go on and on and on about why I'm doing this. And we'll talk about it a lot more in the future. There's going to be some drama yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about some of the difficult things. You know, we're going to talk about controversy and probably have some conflictual thoughts and ideas. There's no doubt. There's going to be a little bit of cussing because, I mean, sometimes it comes out of my mouth. So I apologize up front, but it's, I mean, God, I, you guys, I work with a whole bunch of dudes and sometimes it's the only way we can communicate with each other. So sometimes it comes out, but I promise like if I have an episode that is for young folks, like it's focused on kids, which I would like to do that. That's one of my my hopes. I promise that I'll keep that one clean. We're going to talk about some dark stuff, you know, fatalities and challenges that women have faced with that. But we're going to talk about funny stuff. Fire girls, detectives, CIA, anybody that is willing to talk to us and share some stories. So disclaimer, you know, people always kind of freak out and they're like, well, I can't talk because I work for this agency or I do whatever. Well, guess what? Just like me, you can talk on your own time, on your own device, about your thoughts and feelings and not representing the agency, just representing yourself. You can do that. And I'm hoping that more people realize that you can and they share and we get to hear and and, uh, hear from the great ones, not just from the ones that are just willing to share and throw it all out there because they don't have anything to lose. I want to hear from the women that that are in action right now and they've got you know, they're not, they're not, I want to hear from the retired ones and the active ones. So I'm hoping that everybody really kind of 
gets a good grasp on that and realizes that they can share and we can talk and share experiences. It doesn't just have to be, you know, in the child line. We can do it here so that other people can hear the great stories about some amazing women out there and get more of a positive spin. Nothing kills me more than all the news media that I see about women in these jobs, whether it's military or fire or law enforcement, like so much of the media is negative. Like she's got a complaint. She's this, she's that. This woman was harassed. Yeah, we are going to talk about that stuff, folks. We are. We're going to talk about some of the darkness and we are going to talk about some of the falsely accused. We're going to talk about all that. But I want to get those stories spun to where it's more and more stories of positivity. I am seeing a lot of stories of first women in this department ever promoted, first African-American woman doing this. You know, I am, I am seeing a lot of that, not going to lie. When I did another Google search just before this to see, like, what was really popping up with female firefighters, female in the military, the one thing that I cringe and I want to get it to where the search engines pop up with more of the professional stuff is, you know, when you search military women or uh, female firefighter, the hot firefighters show up or these girls taking sexy pictures. And, um, you know, I hate, I hate that that floats to the top because that's the image that we don't want out there. And I mean, we're going to be talking to some other gals and maybe my opinions on things don't match everybody's because I mean, Lord knows I, Abby Bolt is full of controversy always will be like, I don't like that. I don't like that sexy fire chicks pop up and like, there's some really great calendars out there of amazing women that are doing things for charity. Love it. Always will. But you guys know which ones I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. We got to get just get the media to be overwhelmed with these amazing stories, you know, on top of just the, the controversy. So hopefully this will be a little bit of that, too. So, you know, I mentioned controversy. I'm a Bolt girl. I mean, Red and Terry, those are my parents. And, well, they made me the way I am. And I'm just never going to let that go. So mom and dad give us all of our, our tough traits. But you know what? They give us all of our awesome traits, too, like it or not. Like... All the greatest things about me come from my mom and dad. So mom and dad, it's all your fault that I get on soapboxes all the time and I try to stand up for what is right to the point where it's probably not always good for me, but I do. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great. Usually it's in the honor of somebody else and, you know, I, I will just take my licks as they come and that's fine. So you'll, you'll hear controversy out of me here. You will. And that's just, that's how it is. I want to make sure that you know, this this is my podcast with it's gonna have some of my opinions, but I'm gonna be inviting a lot of other opinions too. And I can't wait to hear them. I'm I really do look forward to that. So yep, be forewarned, but we wouldn't want to listen to all this stuff if it wasn't a little bit colorful, right? Some other things I wanna do, I wanna talk about, you know, what are the cool products that all the fire chicks and the military chicks and all these gals like? Like, what are you digging? What are what is what what saves your ass? Is it dry shampoo? Is it, is it baby wipes? Like what really helps you when you're out there in the field? You know, I want to hit some of that stuff so that everybody listening, especially those girls of you out there that are out in the field um, can hear and, and we can share some stories and, and some opinions. You know, I would like to maybe have confessions of the unnamed Jane and John Doe, you know, some folks that want to have their story, store, excuse me, their stories or their opinions shared on here. But they really just, you know, they don't want their names out here yet. Maybe we can do a little bit about that. As you can see, my mind is wide open and there's so much that I want to do and so many awesome ideas that I have and that I know that you guys are going to be totally along for the ride with me. But I knew if I just kept thinking like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, it wasn't ever going to happen. So I just got to jump out there and make it happen. And I really hope that you come along with me because I think that we can inspire some folks and we can 
support the hell out of these gals that are out there every day putting their lives on the line for all of us, all of us. Like right now, there is a reconnaissance mission happening somewhere in the air that we will never know about and we will never see. And there is a badass chick either in the cockpit or back running the drone. There's somebody back there and I want to know more about these gals. So there's so much that we can do with this podcast. I really hope that you guys come along with me. If there's a product that I speak up about, it's going to be because that product or that company is doing something great. I have a Patreon website that folks that do want to support us can come along and support us. If you do have ideas about people or products or companies that you think are doing really great things for women that are a part of a brotherhood, then please um, go to our website at herbrotherhood.com and send me a message on there so that we can check that out. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all of that fun stuff. And just, you know, please be a part of this. We're, we're really hoping that you come along, share stories. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. This is a show for you. It's a show for all of you. So please come along with me in this adventure. Let's celebrate the women that are in her brotherhood.
It has been an honor to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for being here. If you're interested in supporting the future of Her Brotherhood, check out our show notes and become a Patreon. Without you, none of this is possible.